Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Last of Us podcast. Here. My name's uh Mr. Soler. And it's your boy Jumo. Juicy Jumo. <laughs> save that, save that. Nah, yeah. Uh call me Kasike Soul. Whatever my friends know me by. Right. What's what's your what's your what's your nicknames? Uh I mean, I usually I kind of gave this one to myself, but okay, Jumo is is what I usually go by. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. Because I know some people call you Jaka. <laughs> That's for the the baby blue guys out there. <laughs> so yeah, man, Last of Us podcast. <laughs> Me and my line brother here. Yes, sir. Juan Montalvo. Eric Solar. Yeah, man, we here. So uh, this is the first episode. Uh, I think it took a little bit of time to get to this point. Yes, it definitely did. Yeah, it definitely did. My yeah, fault, yeah. Man. So. I think we we connected. I mean, we we've known each other since 2014, so um, our relationship grew through the brotherhood, through the fraternity. Yeah, that was that was something that I feel like blossomed out of nowhere for me. I never I never imagined gaining something like this. Facts, so. facts. Never thought I'd be here six years later, seven years later. Facts. How long has it been? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah, 2014. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we getting old, bro. Yeah, man. So um, <laughs> yeah, so basically. You know, we we kind of got close during the process. Um, we're not gonna get deep in the process and shit, but you know, afterwards. That's uh, for next time. Yeah, that's for a different episode, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, we got close, and I always found myself after I crossed in Delaware somehow, some way, shape, or form. I don't know how. One day I wake up, next minute I'm in Delaware. Hey, Delaware's lit. And uh, I'm always with this man right here, running around. <laughs> so they swear nothing. There's nothing to do out here, but there's know, a lot to do find, out here. We find something. I mean, that's the reason why I moved out here. <laughs> I mean, I moved out here from Philly a year and a half ago. Yep. And and I'll tell you what, Delaware got a lot of culture, and not a lot of people know that. It's something I've learned to appreciate as I got older. I appreciate it a lot. <clears throat> I love the the small town vibe, but there's so much to discover. Yeah. You know? Um, I know Manny went to St. Augustine Beach. Well, oh, yeah. The you little, know where that's at? It's, it's like by one. Newcastle, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a little, little. And he was like, yo, that beach is actually nice. I mean, it's just a river on it, but it's a nice little chill vibe, and it's only like 25 minutes away. And he was like, I li- I grew up and lived here all my life and never been there. Yeah. So it's amazing that you can just find gems and find little hidden gems. I, I've never been personally, but I've heard of it. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it really is like that. There's a lot of unexplored parts. That yeah, maybe we'll do an episode on the beach on some, like, effort shit. My toes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sand a little bit. Yeah, man, but... uh. I think two months ago we were uh, smoking, chilling, vibing, mm-hmm. and we looked at each other. Was like, I wonder how a podcast would go. Like, yo, we have. We have what was your mindset? What was your mindset when we, when we like that idea came up? I don't know. I was just, I was at a point where I was just trying to find some kind of like creative outlet. I feel yeah. like I got away from those things. Yep. Um, especially during COVID, mm-hmm. everybody needed that yeah. during that time. So, facts. I mean, you and I always vibe off on of music and and like culture and things like that, and we always have a good conversation. So I was like, let's make something from it. Not real. You know? That's real. That's real. <sighs> um, yeah, man. I mean, for me, I mean, going from music to video back to music, um, I always wanted to do a podcast because I always knew I had so much to say, and I know you have so much to say. And we're both as much as much. As much of an outspoken person I can be at times, I am a very conserved and quiet person. I like to vibe, kick back, chill, collect my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. I like to analyze the room, and sometimes I don't voice how I feel or, or what I think a lot of times. I like, kind of keep it to myself. So I think this is a good outlet to 
kind of say fuck everybody's opinion and <laughs> say how I feel. You know? Yeah, I'm with that. I, I would agree as well. I'm not someone who shares my opinion in a group setting often. Yeah, but facts. usually in like a smaller yeah. setting like this, I definitely have. Yeah, a and lot we both say, and I like it because we we both have our own group of friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you got your homies from day one, ten thirteen. Yep, I got I got my homies. Um, you know, unfortunately, ones in Missouri, ones in Baltimore, ones in Philly, ones in Pittsburgh, ones in Florida. Um, so we're not always together, but when we come together, it's the same vibe as you have with your homies. So, um, it's nice to intertwine friends and just kind of connect and shit. So, uh, yeah, man. But, uh, so, so podcast, right? I think what, what's the goal for us with the podcasting? What do you think? I mean, right now I know we're just doing it to see, see what happens, right? See what happens. You know, like we, we want to do something. We want to make something happen. And this is just making it happen. So yeah. wherever it goes from here, I'm, I'm with it. Um, my hope is that maybe something does come from it. If anything, though, it will always be some kind of like, I guess, a diary of that, of that, of that time. My fault. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now I feel that. I think. Um, I know one of my homies do a podcast, and he said, "Don't go through the podcast honeymoon <clears throat> phase where mm-hmm. you do a few episodes and you fall off." Right. Most people do that. A lot of people do that because they get discouraged. They're not getting a lot of views and not listens. I got the mindset of whoever wants to listen will listen. If it's 50 people, it's 50 people. If it's a million people, it's a million people. I'm not tripping, to be honest with you. I'm just doing this so on, on like, some archive shit to where I can look back 30 years from now and be like, damn, that's how I thought? Facts. You know, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I like me having a kid on the way, too, like, right. she'll be able to sit back as a adult and be like, I can listen to what my daddy's thoughts were back then. That's beautiful, bro. So, I don't know. She might like it. She might not, but whatever, you know? And it will really be, like, a sign of the times. And that's something that, like, I think I'll I'll really take from looking back at this. Yeah. Um, Facts. Yeah, for sure. I think a good thing is, too, because I I, I don't know about anybody who is watching, but if anybody who can say what your reputation is and my reputation, when we say we're going to do something, we end up doing it. Mm -hmm. There's no Mm -hmm. bullshitting. There's no second guessing. There's no... We just go for it, and that's just what it is. So, literally, when we decided, yeah, we're going to do the podcast, I texted this man this equipment. <laughs> a matter of a week. And literally, the next day, we purchased this shit. <laughs> we probably dropped almost a 1000 on everything, and, and here we are. So, um, obviously, it's it's not all yeah. in the equipment. It's in the content, but I think that shows how dedicated we are because I'm not about to let this just sit in the basement. Facts. <laughs> this thing's too beautiful. Too many people want this, so <laughs> we got to take advantage while we have it. You feel me? Uh, I'm excited. I think we uh, we got a good foundation here, so it's just a yeah, matter of Yeah, something different. It, you, know? you know, it's the first episode, too, so, I mean, we got the J. Cole backdrop. We got the mics. We got the hookah popping. It's just the beginning, though, you know? Yeah, the humble, yeah. humble but beginnings. Humble beginnings. I think as time <laughs> progresses, uh, this, this, the, the setup will be nicer. Yeah. But it's a cool little casual vibe. Yep. Yeah, man. I'm um, excited. I know my goal is to hit at least 50 episodes. Okay, we can do that. Why not 79, bro? 79? Yeah, I'll be closing the mic. <laughs> Why not 79, See, bro? See, that's how you know we don't podcast. <laughs> we, we bouncing back and forth. I'm getting used to this. I'm getting used yeah, to facts. this. Yeah, facts. But, uh, all right, fuck it, 79. Whatever, why not? 79, 79. Bro. Lucky number, lucky number, man. Next time we got to get some liquor. I got some liquor over there. We should have sipped on that, but. Yeah. Maybe next time. I wasn't sure what we were doing here. Yeah. I got a better idea. So facts, facts, facts. <laughs> so um, what's up, man? Let's get into uh. Let's see, let's see. What COVID. COVID. What's up with COVID, man? What so about it? I'm not trying to get deep into COVID because I'm fucking over this shit. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know how you but feel. Is it over? 
That's the real question. <laughs> Listen, man. I be acting like it is. All right, Jaleel, we were we've been I'm outside. Not lie. We've been outside. I've been, been outside, outside since September 2020. Boy. September 20, 2020. <laughs> When I, I got did married, my, most of my traveling during COVID, I was in Boston, I was in Atlanta. Yeah, bro, like my wedding, not one <laughs> person had a mask on. We were vibing. Nobody called me and was like, "I got COVID." Nobody yeah. did. Everybody was healthy, clean. Yeah, thank God. Um, but I, I got COVID in November. Yeah, I got it in, in that early March time, like right in the beginning. I got so, it. so what was it like for you? Tell me, tell me your your uh, symptoms and stuff. What was it? What happened? Goodness. Uh, so I. The main thing I had was just the the loss of of smell and taste. Fuck. So, like I remember reading about it in like a news article or something where it was like, oh, a new symptom where people are losing their sense of smell and taste. And so I was like, hmm, let me let me go smell something real quick just yeah. to make sure yeah, like yeah. I'm good. So every morning I wake up and I would smell like this bottle of Crown that I had, which is like a strong drink, obviously liquor. Yeah. And you couldn't smell it. No, I could. I, oh, I, that I was, was like my say. check. That I was, was my say. check to wild. make sure That's every wild. time. If I could smell it, I'm good. So then uh, then I would also smell some Polo Black and try that. Um, and so as long as I smelled it, I was straight. But then I remember one day I took a shower. And I got out the shower and I was like, damn, I didn't even, I don't smell the soap. Like, you know, you kind of smell like that after. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't smell it. And I was like, oh, shit. Let me, let me. <laughs> Let me check real quick. So do I quick. stink still? No, I was like, well, yeah. Like, I don't know what was going on. So I was like, let me let me grab this crown. So I grabbed the crown again, and I couldn't smell it. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, yo, I might I might have it. And then I That's remember like a couple of days passed after that, and I couldn't smell like my grandma was cooking upstairs and nothing like that. So, yeah, bro, I definitely had it. I was shook. I remember being tired all the time. Yeah. Um, and then just, like, having that anxiety feeling of, like, oh, my God, what if I wake up and I can't breathe? Yeah. I know so, some people who that happened to. But, um, I think we both know a few people that that's happened yeah, to. But, yeah. um, I mean, I know my symptoms was uh, – my I didn't have symptoms like that. I was just tired. I had a headache. I slept 12, 15 hours a day. I chilled in the crib. Right. I think what killed me the most was I couldn't leave my crib. But I was just tired. Um, my wife had it worse. I got it off of her. Right, cause she was, oh, because she works in the hospital. Yeah, she's yeah. RN, so, I mean, she was on a COVID floor working, and you know how that goes. She brought it home by mistake. You know, God bless her. I know she didn't mean to, but, um, yeah, that's just what happened. And mm-hmm. we were stuck in the crib together, and is what it is, right? Yeah. So, thankfully, we, we were all healthy. We're here. Amen. Um, everything opened back up. <laughs> no I like masks. To, I like to say that uh, I got COVID when it was cool. Because now people get it, and it's not cool anymore. <laughs> How was it cool, cool before then? That shit not wasn't cool that, at all. It's though. like it was relevant then. Now we're kind of moving away from it. Yeah. So, anyone that gets it now is like, oh, I already had it. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just. I like, mean, I think the last person <laughs> recently who I knew had it was our homie's dad. I ain't gonna say no names, but um, I know he had it bad. Thank the Lord that he's he's alive and well, yeah, and he made he made it through. Because I know he was yeah, hospitalized. Bro, that would have been. A, that would have been horrible. Thank man. God, that would have been a big hit. But God bless him. God bless the family. Um, but yeah, man, COVID, bro. So how do you think COVID changed your mindset moving into 2021? I would say going through COVID, it made me feel like, oh, this is like, I'm going to be in the house forever. Like, this is what the rest of life is going to be like. There's going to be no more festivals, no, like, parties or clubs, no lounges or nothing like that. Um, and I was just like, I got in, like, a very, like, dark mood, a dark, dark part of my life. But... 
I guess, coming out of it. Now that I see things are like loosening up again, we got vaccines, um, and things are starting to slightly get back to normal. Yeah, it gives me like a lot more hope for the future. So now this is kind of why I have the fire for like getting something in together. You know, did so you solidifying like a legacy if I could or something? Did you get Did you get vaccinated? I did not. You did not. No. Do you believe in it or no? It's, it's not, okay if you don't. I don't care. It's not that I don't believe in it. It's just I don't know. I. I, I don't think enough trials have been done for my well-being. Okay. And so I, I wouldn't say to someone else, like, you shouldn't get it if they really want to. I wouldn't talk anybody out of it. No, that's real. Um, but if you're also, like, not, if you didn't get it, like, I wouldn't look at you differently because I also don't have it. So. We got to add another call on that, John. Okay. Uh, but now, nah, uh, yeah, I feel that. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I did it because, you know, my wife being pregnant. Right. I did, I God forbid that. I didn't want to bring it home that. while she's pregnant. And if I did bring it home, at least I know I got the vaccine. Yep. Um. I've been healthy since it. I didn't have no symptoms when I got the vaccine. I slept for two hours, called it a day. Um, I think what scared me the most was uh, was fucking when the news starts saying that it's making your heart, what is it? Oh, like inflamed? Inflamed like hearts. And you know me, I had my heart problems. So yeah. that shit scared the fuck out of me. I'll be waking up sometimes think thinking, like, thinking like, yo, is this going to happen to me? So right. I think that scared me for the first month. But after that, I, I realized I was good. Yeah. Um, there's a, I mean, everybody's going to have their own, own opinions to each his own. Um, but just like everybody has, it has a, everybody has a choice to what they want to do to their body. So if they want to mm-hmm. get vaccinated, who cares? Yeah, they do it. You know, I hate when people have them. bad stigmas on vaccines. Like that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm not against what somebody else is for. Facts. Always. Facts. Facts. But I know with me for COVID, uh, it changed me a lot. I was always outside. Always running around. I had to travel constantly. You know me. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one day I'd be in New York City. Next day I'm in Delaware. Yeah. Another day I'm in Pittsburgh or in Florida. I went to Orlando once a month. Like, I was always out and about. And, and, and that was during COVID? Or no, you that mean, was before. Oh, before. You mean, okay. Talk about how you. it changed me. So, got you. I think COVID taught me how to, taught a lot of people how to slow down. Mm-hmm. How to appreciate everything around you. Yep. How to learn how to stay in the crib. How to be okay with not spending money. And it taught me how to save money. <laughs> Definitely taught me how to save money. Um, a lot faster. Um, yeah. Taught me how to appreciate my family a lot more. I got closer to my brother, got closer to my my stepdad, got closer to a lot of other people that I wanted to get closer to, just never knew how. Mm-hmm. So I like to say COVID is a blessing. Obviously, it's not a blessing to a lot of other people, but it was a blessing to me. Um, I was able to keep my job. I worked throughout the whole thing from home. Thank God, bro. Uh, so, I mean, it worked I'm out. Glad, yeah, I agree with that. I'm glad I was able to keep my job during yeah. this because a lot of people A lot of people were struggling, man. Struggling, a lot bro. of people were struggling. Um, and then now with things opening up, I think <clears throat> I still move the same. Mm-hmm. I, I stay home more often than none just because I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. But now I started doing things that we weren't able to during COVID. Like, I went to the movies the other day for the first time right. since 2019 yeah. to see the new Fast and Furious. Right. And me and my wife are sitting there. I'm like, damn. She's like, well, I, was like, I haven't been to a movie theater in a year and a half. <laughs> the fuck? It just felt weird sitting down. It's true. Because like, movies shut down, and then they weren't opening up, so you never thought you would have that again. Mm-hmm. You thought it would turn into a nostalgic thing. Right. Because everything was going on HBO Max and Disney Plus and all Streaming. that bullshit. Yeah. And, um, which is cool. I mean, it's, it's nice to have it at, at your fingertips, but nothing beats going to the movies, grabbing a popcorn, chilling with your homies. Yeah, it's tradition. Just, it's like it's a, a culture. Tradi- it's an American culture tradition. Like, right. That, that's a, it's a beautiful thing to be a, able to a do A beautiful that. pastime. And yeah. I would say I, the only movie I saw during COVID was Tenet. And mm. then, and that was, was like that? in the midst of it. It was good. It was just they, the way they were doing it back then, you had to 
Um, one of my boys, we he like got a group of us to buy a ticket, and you kind of rent out the small theater. Ah, uh, yeah, so I saw that. As promotion. long as you get like at least a hundred dollars worth of tickets or something, you could do a group of people in a theater. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we did. And so yeah. we watched Tenet. Um, so it wasn't so surreal for me then. But I would say recently when I saw Quiet Place over here by UD, that was where I was like, damn, I haven't been in a movie theater in a while. Facts, facts. So, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Well, listen, man. Shout out for COVID doing as well, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> shout okay. out to COVID, man. Shout out to fucking COVID. I'm going to say shout out to COVID. COVID. I don't care what nobody says in society. Good shout man. out. Yeah, to fucking COVID and God bless everybody who who it did wrong. You feel me? So yeah, man. We here. We here. So what's up, man? So let's talk about uh energy. I think we talked about energy before, right? We wanted to talk about energy for the first episode. Charged up. We don't even know what we're gonna talk about. We just gonna talk about it. So <laughs> we just going off the top right now. So one thing that me and Jawan talks about a lot, and I think we have in common is we haven't had this conversation, so we're about to have this conversation now. Be. We've been saving it for this. So This is raw. <laughs> uh, giving too much energy into people who don't give the energy back. Reciprocation, yeah. Reciprocation. How do you feel about that? Do you, like, tell me, walk me through, because I know you be bu- you, know, you be moving, bro. Like, yeah, bro. one day you with one dude, next day you with your homies, next day you're chilling with this person. You got to make sure you see your grandma, yeah. make sure you see your family, you got work. Yeah. You, it almost feels like you can't lay in your own bed and just relax. <laughs> Sometimes. And, but then when you sit back and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to chill. Mm-hmm. You don't hear from nobody. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes. Sometimes, right? But, yeah. I mean. But I hear you. So, hear so you like, what, what's your energy kind of, how do you feel about giving energy to other people? Um, it's been, like, a big lesson for me. I say, even, even now, like, I'm still getting better with it. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you where I am now is a huge improvement from before. Um, I've just learned that it's really about like your investment when you're spending time with whoever you're spending time with. Mm -hmm. So I always try to make sure whoever I'm spending this time and investing that there is going to be some kind of return. Okay. Not that it has to be equal. And that was what I had to learn. I had to learn that it didn't have to be equal. Um, Can you kind of elaborate on that? So like if I, if I'm, if I were to break it down simply, like if I gave you spend a hundred dollars on something for you, I would expect you to do the same hundred dollars for me. Um, really? Or if, I, or if I'm giving okay. like, but not that, not that specific. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. more so like percentage or effort. So like okay. if I'm giving okay. like sixty percent, I would expect you to give sixty percent. But sometimes people have their own lives, and you can't expect them to meet your sixty percent when all they have is forty yeah, percent or twenty yeah. percent to give. And I that was that. that was a huge lesson for me that I learned from, um, from my from my village, like. My support out here. So, Thanks. shout out to, to UD. Thanks. That was a, a great community, and I, I met a lot of great people through there who have definitely helped me um, become better as a person. So, I respect that. Yeah. I how respect about you, that. though? What's up with uh, energy as far so as how you feel? I'm, I'm all over the place, man. I ain't going to lie. So, I, uh, I learned how to fall back from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say my circle got small over the last three years, it definitely got smaller. Um, you just realize that. You, you just put, I was realizing, I'm not going to say you, I'm going to mm-hmm. say I was realizing I put way too much energy into the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And when I say that is, I'm the one messaging and texting and calling everybody to make sure they're good, but I don't get that res- that same uh, that same feeling back from them, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I can honestly say out of all people, I probably hear from the same seven people. The most. The most, right? right? And we, we both know how many people I'm cool with, right? Right. So, like, between you, Chuck... 
Um, I'm gonna say Manny, my boy Josh, my boy Izzy, yeah. Nate, um, and a few other people. Like, I don't hear from nobody for real, you know. Like, but then again, I always gotta step, take a step back and say, look how, look how the way I was, I grew up. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't close to my mom's side of the family; they were never in the picture. Yeah, my dad wasn't in the picture, but I was close to that side of the family. But it was always awkward because I didn't wasn't raised around that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know my stepdad's family like that. My little brother's eight years apart, so when I was 18 going to college, he was just turning 10. Right. So I wasn't able That's to be there for him. Difference, huge yeah. difference. So I wasn't be, was it, wasn't able to be there for him during his middle school and high school years as he grew up into a young adult. Um, right. Which me and him, thank the Lord, got closer over the years. I love him to death. That's my homie. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, man. So and I met most of my friends in college. Like right. high school, I bounced around so much. I went to a predominantly white high school, um, wasn't really accepted the way I wish I was, mm-hmm. um, just because of the simple fact of how I looked. Been there. Uh, and so, I mean, out of my high school, thankfully, I got two of my best friends, Chris and Tim, um, and my boy Jason from back home. They're the only three I really communicate with. Dope guys, dope um, guys. So I always found myself, you know, I was always dabbling in different friend groups, and I have a lot of other friends and people I met over the years, and I guess looping it all back to the energy t- topic, me making music, I always noticed that I was the one finding the beats. I was the one finding the engineers. I was the one writing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I was the one making studios, but nobody else was reciprocating it for me. If I wasn't the one initiating the move, it will not happen. Same thing with video. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's been the hardest part in my life, trying to be where I want to be without anybody else. Because right. at the end of the day, everybody needs a support. Yeah. Needs support or needs help or needs there's I hate yeah. when people say, Oh, I did this all by myself. Well, no, you're good. Uh I hate when people say I did this all by myself because you really didn't. I know somebody opened a door for you somewhere, somewhere, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say that, right? Yep. We all had help. I helped getting I had help getting through college, you had help getting through college. Definitely. I had help I had help getting through the fraternity, you had help getting through the fraternity. Mm-hmm. I had help getting into my job. You had help getting into your job, right? Yeah. And thankfully, we're successful, but there was always that one person to be like, here. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? Always reached out. Yeah, somebody but, um, always reached out. But I feel like I'm always the one that's mostly like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, so it's really hard, man. I, I felt back a lot from a lot of people, and just got to learn how to put my energy in the right place, and I think that's something that a, a, um, um, any man can relate to mm-hmm. is figuring out where to put your energy at because time is precious and time – and not be wasted, especially at our age. Facts. You know I think that's the big, the biggest lesson I'm learning right now. It's just like time and who you spend that time with, and just w- making sure it's always like. Bro, I valid. wish I cared about time as much as I did <laughs> in my early twenties that I do now. Like we're about to be thirty, we pushing thirty. Yeah, so yeah, um, that's like you're not old. Mm-hmm. You're not old. You're definitely not old, but you definitely have experience. Yeah. You have shit to look back on. Yeah, you like that. Young, <laughs> you like that young old head, like facts. And, and with us and our generations being from the nineties, like we definitely went through some shit. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of the values that we have now are things that have kind of been lost with this next coming generation. But I mean, I don't know who am I to know. I mean, you're the one yeah. with the kid on the way too, so yeah, that's another. Know. big... I have no idea what's, what <laughs> she gonna be like. God yeah, bless her. So she, she gonna be tough though. That's all I can tell you. She ain't going to be fucked with. <laughs> Shout out to Aiko. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, from the 90s, I mean, that's why I say our generation is mm-hmm. so important and vital because we were born in the 90s where there was 
box TVs, VHSs. Um, barely, we were born when there was no cell phones, really. They had the little flip with the antenna. Mm-hmm. Like, everything innovative that happened technology-wise, technological-wise, mm-hmm. happened during our lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Like, think about that, you know? Our parents can barely keep up with emails and keep up with text messages and keep up with, or grandparents at least. Now we're going to be those old heads in the future that are is able to keep up with that. Yeah. So imagine where technology is really going to go in 20 years. It's moving so fast now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, the fact that we can do this podcast <laughs> with just a board is crazy. This Yeah, this could never happen in, in back Five then. years ago, you needed a whole studio. Whole Doing studio, production studio. This is dope. This is crazy. Yeah, bro. Shout out to podcast, uh, Rodecaster. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love this shit. Yeah, bro. man. This but energy, cool. man. Make sure you put your energy in the right places or you're going to get fucked. Yes. Yes. Seriously, man. Seriously. Like, we have to check ourselves all the time. I can just tell when Jumo's acting different through text. <laughs> I'm going to call you out. I, I always, I always, I, I can tell when he's stressed or when he's just like, man, I just need to slow down. And I'll be like, yo, calm down, hey, bro. bro. Just, just be, just be you, man. Just, At least I keep it 100. With yeah, you, you do. You do. But I always try to remind you, yo, just take a day for yourself. Chill. Relax, I just, man. And usually bad. he's my outlet. You know, I have a few people like, mm-hmm. I'll text Jumo, be like, yo, I, I need you to come over. I need to just vibe and just get away from life for a little bit. Cause right. Life be fucking crazy. It's true. I feel the same way. Yeah, man. So that's why I always be around. <laughs> yeah, man. But recently we bonded over uh, the off season. Yeah, I about to say when we were talking about generational stuff. I Fuck said your we, off we, season, bro. We really are the middle child generation. The middle child generation. That's kind of how last I feel. Of us. So the reason why we call it the last of us because we feel like we're the last of the real. We're last of a dying breed. We're the last in our generation. Yeah. We're the last ones that can really relate to both the youth and the and the older crowd. Right, right. So I feel like our opinion and people in our age group's opinion is vital mm-hmm. to anybody Especially and everybody. Now. Definitely now. Yeah. Hell yeah, definitely now, man. Like, fucking, we know people from our frat that's four or five years younger than us. Look how different they are. Yeah. It's or, such a... And that's not a big difference. A life experience difference. Yeah. It's not a big difference in age, but life experience is like... Crazy right I mean, now. I ain't gonna lie, they spoiled as fuck. Yeah. I don't care what nobody says. Younger yeah. crowd right now, growing up, y'all had iPads on your on your fingers touching iPads, all that shit. We had none of that. It's it's so crazy. Yeah, bro. A lot of people don't know what it was before an iPhone. Like some some kids who are who are coming up now. Hell yeah, bro. Like Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But Bart. the but the off season, yo, look, listen. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I mean, this I is... I love speaking about J. Cole, bro. Yeah, bro as you can is... see, as you yeah. can fucking see, J. Cole is my favorite artist. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care who doesn't like him, who can't relate to him. J. Cole speaks the truth. Yeah, my fault. I'm past the hookah. My fault, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nah, so so when J. Cole dropped uh, the announcement for the offseason, we instantly started a group chat. And we, we did. And we all was hype as fuck. Oh my. I would say more so y'all than me. Y'all, but you got, you, we turned you into a cold fan. You did, fan that's though. what I was about to say. That's like, what I was you were, say. You were like, that's you know what, I'm going to ride the wave. But yeah. then as time went on, you're like, yo. Like, even before the offseason, you were like, yeah, okay. I mean, I yeah, can see I how y'all are hyped for game. this. I was peeping game. Yeah, because you were a big music head, but I don't think you really caught on to J. Cole the way we did. Nah, and it was only because y'all were such a strong fan. I was like, I'm going to yeah. just let y'all rock. But and I think if an yeah. artist overall has a great story behind them, um, great meanings behind their music, almost anybody can appreciate that. And I think you appreciated that quick. Yeah, it didn't take long for me um, to appreciate that. But the off season to me was an eight out of ten. 
Okay. Eight out of ten. Easy eight out of ten. The only reason I said That's it's not a ten out of ten is because there was a few features I wish there was on there, and I wish there was a couple more songs. It wasn't long enough for you. It wasn't long enough for me. I think I could have went with three more songs on there. Okay. And I wanted some different features, man. I wanted him to bring back the Drake feature from back with the In the Morning. I would love to hear mm. new Drake with new Cole. And I'm sure they got it. They have to have it. They have no, to. No, that's they my have guy. To. I know that's your guy. That is my uh, man. You know, I, I grew up on Drake, too. Yeah. But that's, that's definitely true. your guy more than mine. Yeah. You know a lot more with him than me. And I think it's just, it, it solidified it when I seen him live. But, yeah. And that's why when we when we go see this man in Philly. Yeah, we're going, going to CJ Cole September 20th. More. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Wednesday night we're going out there, man. We got the tickets the day they drop. I'm Reset. excited. I'm um, excited. And then the other feature I think I wanted was Kendrick. That would have been dope. Bro, Kendrick hasn't put out Kendrick music. Out, that's what I'm saying. If he could brought him out. Kendrick hasn't dropped in three years, four years. So if, if Kendrick just magically appeared on there, that shit would have been lovely. But he had some surprises on there. He had Cameron, had little Baby. Boss did his thing on that. Yeah, I was surprised. And I don't even know a lot of his music. Boss drops his new single on uh, the ninth. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You think he's going to sing on it? I don't know. I know it's a uh, little TJ and J. Cole featured on it. Mm. So I, I'm I'm curious to see how that sounds. It's going to be fire. But, yeah, this album was was definitely eye-opening for me, I guess, because I never really sat through his albums all the way through. And I would say when I finally caught on the J. Cole was, um, what was the album with? Uh, snakes on the snakes in the grass, snakes on the plane, something like that. Uh, I think it's twenty four, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, no, 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 not that one. The one before. Oh, that was Born Sinners. Born, Born Sinners. Sinners. Born yes, Sinners. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one. So and see, look, that's how you know. Like I never mm-hmm. really. Yeah, Born Sinner. <laughs> so that was the album that um my my roommate uh, Dre. Yeah. Um, we were doing a summer program together, and him and another one of our colleagues that was working a program with us. Um, she. Played it in the car while he was driving to where we were uh, staying at a hotel for the program. And they were just blasting it. It just came out. And they kept playing that song. And I think it was like Forbidden Fruit um, or Forbidden whatever the song is. Uh, just that whole album was dope. And I, was just, I, I, I think was the listening. best bar in that song was, uh, I forget the whole bar, but he said something like, I like my Sundays with a cherry on top. Make yeah. that ass drop. Yep. And the Sunday was a uh, reference to like church or something like that. Yeah. That shit was crazy, bro. He, he yeah, fire. Bro. He just he, thinks of a little intricate Bars that just be so put metaphorical together. too, yeah. and it's what it's, was your uh, what was your favorite track on uh, the off season? So the off season, <laughs> the one I like the most that's like energy is is a hundred mil. That one's like my anthem right now because he's just literally saying like, how come someone who entered his prime like as and like the end of his like thirty late thirties he's getting into thirty six yeah he's thirty six you know so. Entering his prime, but still isn't Drake thirty? Isn't Drake thirty? He's up there too. Yeah, Damn, that's he's crazy. That too. that was the guys we grew up on. Facts, bro. And Kendrick, like, Drake, Cole. We grew with them. So yeah, just watching their the caliber of their work grow, their like musicality grow, everything about it is just dope. And so for me, I I learned to appreciate J Cole so much more because of just all the effort that I felt like he put into this. I respect that. You know, and yeah. like uh, all the research we did going into it, you know, also mm-hmm. helped me appreciate it a lot more. Like watching the documentaries and, and the videos and everything. Like I just I learned to understand him as an artist a lot more, yeah. which helped me grow into why I appreciated his this body of work as well. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I respect that. Yeah. Um what about I, you? I like everything on there, bro. <laughs> if you could pick one though, you gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. I can't pick one, bro. I don't Come know. Come on, man. bro. I don't know. 
Let's I'm, see. I'm between. Uh, what you've mentioned to me in the past. I'm between three. Oh, okay. God, damn, it's so hard. I love I love let go of my hand. A yeah, lot of people too. thought that song was me super too. basic, but that song has so much meaning. It does. It really uh, does. That like just talking, just him walking through the whole like moment when his son said, "Dad, let go of my hand." Yeah, bro, and, that's like that's something that people our age feel. That's you know what connected with me for sure. Yeah, and like I feel that like I'm have, I know I'm gonna have to go through that in the next ten years. Right. You know. Right. Uh, close was so old school vibey and just. That thing was amazing. That could the be way a play. he tied it all together, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm uh, waiting for the video. On and that and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 95 South. And the reason why I say 95 South right. was the surprise with Cameron, the way he flowed on there, the way he even started. This shit too easy for me now. <laughs> Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. Damn. Like he really just like mapped it all out for you. Like yo, this shit easy to me. I'm just gonna give you this because this is easy to me. Put an M up on your head, you Luigi, Luigi brother, brother now. now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we said so many shells left on the ground will make the East of Bunny proud. Yo. Oh my gosh. But 95 South, people don't understand why it's called 95 South. You got mm-hmm. Cameron. It started out with Cameron introducing the track from Harlem, from New York, where Cole basically got established as a person. Facts. And then he, then it goes all the way down to where he's from, Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is the the old school Cole we, Cole we all knew how he, he used to rhyme. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with the old school crunk little John, which is all the way down south. So right. It's literally called 95 South. He took you all the way. All the way down yep. musically. And I ain't going to lie. Crunk, That's creative as I fuck. think crunk is dead, like, personally. Nobody just listens to crunk, but that shit had everybody like, fuck the club. Yeah, bro. Like, that just made you want to get wild. That's why you I can't wait until this shit open back up, bro. Because when you that, hear that in the club. That shit, that shit live is going to be fire. That shit, that too. That's going to be that fucking too. fire. Fire. Damn. But the person that you opened up my eyes to the most recently was Tyler. Really? The creator. That's true. You When you yeah. texted me or you came over to one day and you were like, yeah. yo, this album is bro, I fucking was crazy. I'm like, really? <laughs> I saw it pop up on a Friday, like new music. I'm just like, eh, whatever, Tyler. I mean, and then you're like, yo, listen to it. You show me, uh, what'd you show me? You show me Lumberjack and Juggernaut. Yeah, those are the two videos. And I was like, God damn, okay. Yeah, drama, gangster. <laughs> and girls, I think what vibes. made what sparked you is because I was like, I think it might be better than. Can you play something bro. off of that, John? Yeah, let me see. Let play me see something what, off of that. Yo, that them song. snippets. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second track. Uh, what's the second track called? Um. It is Corso. Play that's that the one. That's the one. This shit crazy. Play the joint. I got it. I got it. You see, on this hit stage tonight, it's the best day. It goes by the name of the creator. It's you. You call him Tyler Bowling. I've been talking that fresh shit. I don't need gum. Cookie crumbs in the rolls. Never know where he crumbs. He ain't talked to his bitch in three days. It's the beat drop. That's really sweet. I'm down for the threesome. I might buy a boat, nigga. Yeah. Pre got space, don't really need one. I could go on the one at time, baby. I believe some. Find another nigga like me, cause I ain't seen one. Pull up in that, uh, what you gonna call it? Played a couple demos at Madison Square Garden. And tell them motherfuckers that's only I'm not calling. I'm plotting on a Billy Chili in my garden. Yo. Bro. That shit crazy. Yo, I didn't, I didn't expect. So I remember the first one, first. The old, the original Tyler drop, he used to spit like that. Yeah. And then he went into this whole realm of different types of melodies yeah. and vibes, and I say it's weird shit, but other people got him because they're fans. So Facts. I can still, I still can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. That I can relate to. I yeah. can appreciate that. And that's what I was excited about. I was like, this is probably a way for him to finally connect with a different audience again because I feel like when he won his Grammy for his album that he did last, Igor, I don't think anybody respected it. Yeah. Because it was just so. It was just such a different kind of project, and it, for it to be considered hip hop, people facts. had an issue with that. 
Um, but he had to remind people, I felt like. Facts. And he even mentioned he was like, uh, he went through a phase where his music th- didn't really sound right to him. Yeah. So, like, that's probably, like, a phase where even you couldn't connect with it at times. Yeah. He says, like, Cherry Bomb sounded like trash. He'll say, he says it in one Facts. of the songs. Facts. Um, I remember that song. Yeah, yeah. but he, he he got back to it. I think he definitely came back to it with this album. So, I like, <clears throat> what I like about it, it, I like him and Cole because they find ways to engage the audience. I feel like artists just drop music on Apple Music because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, they get the money from the downloads and the streams and they call it a day, then they die out, right? Yeah. Tyler and Cole is the only albums I've been listening to lately, besides like some playlists I have and your playlist and stuff. Right. Um, but the one thing I will say is I love the idea of surprising people with features. Yeah. Like Cole, the new, the new thing. Yeah, because yeah. Cole, <laughs> Cole, and I don't know if Cole started it, but Cole definitely pushed that to a different level because Cole was known for his last few albums not to have features. Right. So everybody thought, okay, another cool album, no features, mm-hmm. and the first thing you hear is Cameron. Then you hear Little Baby. Then yeah. you hear Boss. Then you hear uh, uh, Black. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then when he had, uh, Tyler had who? He had Lil Wayne. He had Wayne. He had Uzi. Um, young Boy. He had Uzi. Um, he had uh, Pharrell. Pharrell is a crazy Pharrell, feature. Pharrell, Uzi Vert. Yep, 42 Doug. Bro, he had some features on there. Damo Genesis. Yep. Wayne. It's crazy, <laughs> like, bro. It's crazy. That shit came out of nowhere. So, and, yeah. uh, what was I about to say? Dang, it just left me. It'll come back. It'll come back. My bad. I know. <laughs> so sad. Nah, but I think what you don't, what did you say to me the other day? You said uh, the industry's pissed at him, like Cal, DJ Khaled. And- yeah, well, he was upset, I know, because he felt like he got robbed for the Grammy because his album was supposed to, I think it was Khaled Khaled at that time. It is what it is. Khaled um, needs to go back to his roots, man. Yeah. I, like, I love Khaled. I love hearing his albums. I love hearing the collaborative mm-hmm. efforts from the artists. Mm-hmm. It's just too poppy and too mainstream. For I mean, me. he's becoming that, like, uncle that, just doesn't know how to stop partying. I feel like yeah. sometimes, like when I seen him on the stage at the BET Awards, yeah, uh, Lil Dirk and Lil Baby, like they looked like they had a problem, or they were trying to hold back a laugh the entire yeah, time yeah, they were yeah. performing. It was it was pretty funny. I miss the old, uh, but he's still hilarious. I still I still fuck. I miss the old. Uh, I miss the old DJ Khaled albums like Major Key and even before that. Like I loved Nas's like. Um, I forget the words, but it's no, 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 no. That's a major key. Like I had the old rap feel to shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like when he had Jada Kiss on there. Yep. Fat Joe. He had uh, you know the right one. It's Weezy fucking baby. And no, 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 no. I let the woman say me. Yep. Like I missed that old DJ Khaled. He always had the summer anthems. He always had a summer yeah. anthem. And I felt like I don't know. I guess Body in Motion is the one that he wanted from. I didn't album. like it. But I liked yeah. it, but like it was too too much was going on in the hook. Yeah. Way yeah. too much, overpowering. Too many levels of like, versus wild thoughts. Wild thoughts was so vibey it was and clean. like nah, nah, nah. that mm-hmm. shit was simple. Body and motion. It sounds like they're doing too much. Like just how the hook went. I don't know. That's just and me though. The sample from that from uh, wild thoughts was just so catchy. I think that's what made it a great a great track. Facts. Um, I don't know if body and motion actually has a, a sample or like a catchy thing about it. I haven't looked into it, but it wasn't a sample. Yeah, it wasn't a sample. I don't think so. The beat was good. I do, yeah. I do fuck with the beat, but yeah, no, beats fire, beats fire, and obviously, little baby is little baby was a highlight of that album. Period. Everybody knows that. Yeah, but yeah, man, shout out to baby, yo, he's doing this thing right now. Yeah, bro, but that's listen, man, that's episode one. That More was episode come. one. More to come. Episode one. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all listen. I hope our homies listen. Please like, share, comment, show us some love. This is something new we're trying to do. Yeah, please do. Um. We're not here for the clout, but obviously the clout's appreciated. 
And yeah, man, The Last of Us. Yo, love y'all.